Hi folks, welcome to this week's podcast episode where I am going to talk about Pilates and me. Uh, On all of my podcasts I'm trying to get people's individual stories so over the next few weeks I'm hoping to catch up with some of the teachers who teach with me and talk to them about how they got into Pilates and what made them want to teach Um, And I'm also going to catch up with people who have been doing Pilates with me for a long time and hopefully they will let me into their lives a little bit and I can find out and share with all of you listeners what they do, what they found helped them most about uh, doing Pilates with me and and also to share a little bit about uh, their lives because what I've found uh, over the years, what's been really intriguing as I've got to know my clients who come to classes, is little little things that they do with their lives that I don't know about and uh, I find it really interesting to, to speak with people and find out um, what they have done because a lot of my clients who come to see me are... Um, sort of doing different things with their lives now to what they were doing many years ago but it's nice to find out what it is exactly they used to do or um, they've left behind so I'm hoping to bring all of that information to you and I hope you find it useful as I progress with the podcast I do want to um, talk a little bit about the benefits of doing Pilates with you so each week I will try and share something specific about Pilates practice but um, hopefully show you what a real person gets from doing their Pilates. So to give you a little bit of background on me, um, I uh, have been in the fitness industry now for... I think it's 26 years, must be 26 years, because I I kind of got into it uh, into terms of working in the fitness industry just after my son was born, and he was 26 years, so yeah, 26 years. Um, Before that, I worked in human resources and the NHS, so it was a very different, it's very different what I do now in some ways, but in other ways, it's quite similar. Um, I used to do uh, lots of interviewing and people uh, dealing with people in my human resources management role and uh, and I'm still doing that and um, I'm also uh, I also used to do a lot of training and development in my role in the NHS and I guess my fitness teaching is training and development for people just a different avenue for it Uh, but that was a long time ago so um, 26 years later, I'm teaching Pilates. Um, And first and foremost, I was a very sporty person anyway. So I played lots of hockey, I was a runner, and I've always been into keeping fit and exercising. Um, When I was a child, I was a bit weedy really, and I suffered with anemia. And I often found um, that after activity, I would be faint I would be fainting or or keeling over a bit and I would have to have time off school to catch up on that and inevitably um, in those days the GP would stick me on some iron tablets and try and boost up my iron uh, deficiency that I was suffering with um, 
but it didn't stop me loving sport and I did really like sport. Um, and I suppose that carried on in, into my adult life. I always played hockey and I ran um, right up until uh, I had my, my son. And I continued to run after I'd had my son and, and participate in other Keep Fit. Um, but it was whilst I was on maternity leave with uh, my son George that I um, thought about having a complete career change. And I was just lucky, really, in that I'd been attending exercise classes and uh, someone mentioned to me, you know, why, why don't you train to become a fitness teacher? So I looked it all up and I, I did my first exercise to music training programme at a local um, centre and it was on weekends so it fitted in perfectly well for me because it meant that uh, George's dad could look after my, uh, him whilst I went off and did my training. So it was perfect really and, it, and I didn't want to go back to my old job. Um, it was definitely not what I wanted to do so it was a great opportunity for me when I was on my maternity leave to retrain. Um, and because I was sporty and I enjoyed exercise, it just seemed quite a natural thing for me to, to do. Um, and I sort of grew out of the anemia a little bit when I was, when I was uh, as I became older. So that was all good. Um, so it meant that I could fully participate in sport and activity, uh, which was great because I did love it. So I did my training um, and I decided I'd set up my own group exercise classes and I just started in my village. So I hired the local village hall and I started to teach exercise to music and I um, and then I got um, some teaching jobs with um, adult education programmes and went into community colleges and taught classes for them in community colleges. I don't think that happens anymore. I think they've done away with their um, community exercise classes now in um, colleges and schools, etc. Um, but anyway, that's what I did. And so I ran some of my own classes, did some classes in the community, um, and then a local gym, a privately owned gym, um, were looking for someone to go and teach there. And I was lucky enough to uh, get a job there. I also was doing sort of cover work for Springs Health Hydro, which I think is Shompneys now. But, but that's where I sort of cut my teeth, if you like, in the exercise Industry. I used to go and, and cover for their regular teachers who were absent. So I used to teach classes and I used to work in the gym for them. And so that sort of gave me a bit more of a, of a CV in terms of fitness teaching. And so when this job came up at a gym, I went along uh, to see the owner and spoke to her. Um, and, and, I did, and she didn't sort of get back to me for ages and ages. So I just gave up thinking about it and just carried on with my, with my classes that I was doing. Um, and then all of a sudden out of the blue, she got in touch with me and uh, told me she'd like me to go and teach for her, which is what I ended up doing. So I did that from about 1993 um, until about 1998, I think. Which seems such a long time ago, gosh. 
Um, and I was sort of um, becoming a bit injured. And um, so every time I was teaching exercise to music and step, and I was still doing all my running and stuff, and my knees were starting to hurt me more and more. And um, and by that time I was 38, I think. Um, and I think just all the, the impact that I was doing was, was catching up with me anyway. It was affecting my body. And um, because I was teaching so many classes a week by then as well, I think it was just my knees were just um, complaining a bit about it. So what I decided to do was, um, I was at a Fit Pro convention and um, uh, there were several people there uh, doing Pilates workshops and I booked in to go to them. And um, so I sort of got a bit of experience uh, there. And then I saw that Lynn Robinson was doing a, a workshop um, and she was the lady that developed body control Pilates. So I went along to attend her training event and uh, and did a workshop with her. Um, and then attending the FitPro convention, I attended a Michael King workshop and spoke to him afterwards about it. And, um, and I went on to train with Michael King at uh, in London, uh, which was then the Pilates Institute, which again, I don't think, I'm not sure whether that still exists now, because Michael went on to do other things, but uh, it's such a long time ago, I can't remember. Uh, so anyway, I did my training with Michael King, um, did all my training there really, did mat work, I did uh, studio equipment, I did small equipment, I did um, pre and postnatal and uh, one-to-one training. So covered a whole sort of diploma range of stuff. And I also was very lucky and I did a, a training program on the bigger equipment in studios like the reformers, uh, etc. So did all my training there. I um, did do some topping up training with Fitness Pilates, which is Rachel Holmes, um, which was great training and gave me a different dimension and a different approach to it. So overall, I've kind of followed a lot of different schools of Pilates uh, for my own development. And I still do, um, because I really think you have to keep, um, keep yourself up to date, keep uh, researching and and work with lots of different other people because they give you a different perspective and it, it's all part of your own development which is our, which is what I love um, so I did all of my training I was still working at the gym at that point um, but then I my knees were really struggling so I went uh, to my um, GP and my local physio and they said that I needed to have a scan on my knee and that showed that I needed an arthroscopy on my knee because all the cartilage was all damaged and um, and they just said it was as, as a result of all the high impact work um, and if I didn't stop doing that uh, then I would probably end up having trouble walking 
which is pretty <laughs> pretty serious, really. Um, and following the arthroscopy, the consultant did say to me, you, you know, that if it, his advice would be to stop doing high impact uh, classes. Um, and the only way I could continue really in the fitness industry without doing high impact stuff was, for me at that point anyway, was Pilates. Um, because it just fulfilled everything. Firstly, it was helping me personally with my injury in recovery from the knee surgery. Uh, it was helping me maintain my mobility because I wasn't doing as much movement whilst I was injured and therefore I was getting quite stiff and, and muscles were tightening up and I was getting problems everywhere else in my body. So when I was doing Pilates myself personally, it was great, it was helping me. Um, so that seemed to answer all the problem, all, all the questions for me. What was I going to do? I wanted to stay in the fitness industry. Uh, I'd been advised not to continue with high impact stuff, certainly not lots of high impact classes, but I still needed to earn a living. So um, I decided to focus on Pilates. What could what? What could be better for me than just teaching it? It was helping me, it was changing my life, it gave me a lifeline really in terms of what I wanted to do um, physically for myself and also in terms of what I wanted to do uh, to help other people. So it, it gave me all the answers. So following my training in 98 um, and 99, I started my own classes, uh, started teaching my own Pilates classes. Um, and actually, um, I was quite, because I was quite early on in my training, I was one of the first Pilates teachers in this area. Uh, I think there was only one other person teaching it when I started. So it was quite new to a lot of people. So I was able to introduce it to um community colleges and uh, gyms in the area which was fantastic for me I loved it um, and I just decided that well I fell in love with it I fell in love with teaching it to be perfectly honest although I knew what it was could do for my own body was I going to be able to do that for other people with it and quite quickly I found that that's what was happening I had so much good feedback from every class I was teaching and um, people coming up to me and saying how much they loved it and um, introducing it into the community was fantastic because uh, lots of people who didn't feel able to go to gyms and to uh, fitness centres came to community classes and felt completely at home doing a Pilates class with me which was just fantastic and gave me such, such a buzz. It was just brilliant. It, I, what I loved most about it was that, that people who felt intimidated to go into a gym or intimidated to go to a, a fitness club, a health club, felt that they could come along and join a class in the community and fully benefit from um, their Pilates. It was just brilliant. I loved it right from the word go. I'd found Pilates, but I felt like Pilates had found me, really. Um, it was fantastic. 
And gradually, I was building up my classes, my Pilates classes, I gradually gave up the high impact stuff. Um, and I left the gym that I'd been teaching in and decided to really try and go it on my own. So I set up some uh, of my own classes. I was still working in the community for community colleges and adult ed- education programs. And then in 2002, 2003, I opened my own Pilates studio. It was, it was just an opportunity. I grabbed the opportunity when it came. A space became available in a building that I knew. I knew the um, other businesses that were in the building. I knew the landlord of the building. And, and it was just a fantastic opportunity. And I was going into people's homes and working with them on a one-to-one basis with Pilates. But it, it just meant that people could come to me and I could be based in one place. I could then get some studio equipment. So I bought, um, invested in a, a Pilates reformer, which meant that when I was working with one-to-one uh, clients, they could fully benefit from a complete studio Pilates session, which was just amazing. And um, uh, and it, it was just the best thing I could have done at that time. It was weird, really, because when I first opened the studio, I was sort of uh, tentatively, I suppose, promoting it. Um, But I I always think that word of mouth is the best way of getting you your name out there and what you do out there. And because I was teaching classes, still teaching classes in the community, group classes, it meant that when I started the, the studio, I had people already coming to me for Pilates and they just wanted to come for more. They wanted to do more and they wanted to make it more specific and more um, important, a more important part of their of their life. So it was just amazing and, and it was just a fantastic opportunity that I took. And I still have my studio. It's been... Um, yeah, it's 26 years this year since I've been in the fitness industry and 20 years since I've been specialising in Pilates. So I I just love it. And my studio will have been opened for 16 years this year. So um, it's been a huge part of my life. It is a huge part of my life. and now, under the umbrella of, of Jane Thomas Pilates, I still have group network classes going on in, in various villages around the area. Um, I have uh, some wonderful teachers that teach with me and teach those group classes. And I have my own classes that I teach. Um, and we have the studio space. We have two rooms now at the studio where we can run small group Pilates reformer classes because uh, I no longer have just the one reformer. We now have five reformers, uh, four in one room for group classes and one to work with one-to-one clients in the in the um, treatment room. So we have uh, two spaces. Uh, absolutely love the space we have. I think we're very lucky to have that space. I feel very fortunate in that I have a great group of people around me that share my passion for Pilates and love it too. Um, and, and Pilates has just given me so much joy over the years. Um, I've met some very inspirational people who I wouldn't have met 
had I not been teaching Pilates. So I feel extremely lucky that I that I found Pilates in the first place um, because it, it did literally change my life. It took me from being um, a loud music exerciser when I was leaping around and getting hot, sweaty and feeling like I was going to throw up, um, which I'm not sure is a great place to be when you're exercising, but anyway, that's what I thought I wanted to be. Um, and it's changed me into a much more effective um, uh, place to exercise, um, specifically now for my own body, um, with as I have arthritis in my knees, and so I do have to take care of my own body. It showed me how important control and core activation is and quality of movement um, And it also showed me, and I hope that I show this to other people, that exercise doesn't always have to involve leaping around, sweating and throwing up um, in order for it to be effective. You can get an effective workout by doing a Pilates session. And whilst I still I still do love uh, the the other stuff, you know, I still like to um, go out and I I was running up until recently, but I've stopped running for a while now to give my body a bit of a breather. Um, I still love all of that, uh, but I I wouldn't be able to do all of that if I didn't do Pilates. Pilates enabled me to keep doing all of that. Um, And I feel I've been able to help other people uh, to keep doing that, to improve their movement, their strength, uh, to improve their body awareness. And I have people who come to the studio for lots and lots of different reasons. Some of them are physical. Um, for example, I see people with injuries. I see people with back issues, shoulder issues, etc. But some people beca- come because they're struggling to do something in their everyday life that they need help with. And Pilates has been suggested to them to help them live their life. So it's not just about the physical, there's lots of things which Pilates can help with. Um, One classic example was I had an artist and she was finding it increasingly difficult to stand to paint in her studio. Um, and, And I just worked with her and developed her overall body strength Uh, in order for her to continue to paint for hours in her studio, doing something that she loved, really, but that she was losing that ability because of her strength. She was losing strength in her body. So we developed a programme to help her maintain it. Um, I, You know, even an, an, an elderly person who just loved having a bath and was finding it difficult to get in and out of the bath. You know, I've helped her through Pilates to continue to have her bubbles, her bubbles bath, and have a soak in her bath and enjoy it and not worry about getting in or getting out. Um, I've had someone whose breathing has been affected due to their posture. So there was actually one of their passions was singing in their choir and they were starting to struggle to sing in their choir. So she'd had physio, she'd had various things and they'd put it down to posture for her. So she came along to to do Pilates with me. She still does Pilates with me on a one-to-one basis. 
and we just worked on building up her strength to maintain an upright position, more upright, opening up her chest, giving her the strength to maintain it. Oh, there's the ice cream man. Um, giving her the strength to maintain her posture in order for her to be able to breathe more freely because we also worked on her breath um, so that she could continue to sing um, without any difficulty. And it's an ongoing process. It's not a start and an end to it, but it's an investment in you do one thing to enable you to continue doing something else. It's, Pilates is an investment in your, in your own um, lifestyle. Uh, so someone who 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 was getting continuous backache and and following various scans investigations, nothing could be found that was wrong. There was nothing physically structurally wrong with the back. It was all down to uh, weakness in muscle areas, uh, postural difficulties. Um, there was some uh, emotional issues uh, that 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 needed to be addressed as well. And Pilates was giving permission to that some to that person to exercise in a peaceful, quiet way with intention, with conscious thought, and that in itself helped this person emotionally. So the emotional well-being was being taken care of. And that enabled this person to take care of her physical needs as well. And and that was great. I've also been very, very fortunate in that I've worked with professional footballers, both for Knott's Forest and for Derby County, uh, areas of work that I absolutely loved. And um, I've worked with Olympic medalist athletes, and and with uh, Team GB swimmers, so I'm very lucky in all of the the work that I've been able to do, and Pilates did that for me. Sometimes I meet people who don't have anything at all wrong, and they just want to do Pilates because they love it, and and that's brilliant. If I can help someone to find the joy in practicing their Pilates, then that's that's me done for the day, job done. Um, I think one of the things that I absolutely love, and this always makes me blooming get all choked up and emotional, um, which shows you I'm a bit sad really, but I think one of the things that I absolutely love is how much it doing Pilates becomes a shared experience. I've seen... Um, Friendships develop in my classes, groups of people meeting up to move their bodies, keeping themselves active, but also to socially engage and laugh and share, sharing things that they find tricky or or different or sometimes, dare I say it, they find things easy to do. And I really do feel that Pilates develops a community and I feel like I have lots of different communities that uh, have developed in my life through through Pilates teaching and practice. So it's, it's brought so much into my life that um, 
I don't I don't think I can possibly uh, share how much it's brought into my life, but it's, it has changed my life, and uh, and and long may that continue. Um, and I think really to for you to take something away from this podcast, if if you need to take anything away from it, you don't really. Is if you're um, if you go to a Pilates class that's great I hope you continue I hope you love it I hope you continue to do it because think of it as that investment in your own self in your whole self to keep your body moving so that you can continue to live the life you want to live that's how I see it Um, if you're a teacher of Pilates then that's what you're doing for people. You are allowing people and giving people permission to come to see you and get their bodies moving in a conscious way, in a peaceful way uh, that they won't find in, in any other kind of situation because they'll still have that feeling of being able to laugh and enjoy it. Um, and you're giving them an opportunity to move their bodies in a non-judgmental way in a Pilates program. So, so if you're a Pilates teacher, just teach from the heart and keep doing it uh, because that will bring you um, fulfillment and love in magnified back, back to you. So keep doing it and keep sharing the love. So final part of this week's podcast is just a couple of things. First and foremost, let me give you an exercise to think about. Um, If possible, I want you to lie down on the floor, get some head support, small cushion or a folded towel behind your head and bend your knees, have your feet flat on the floor and sort of check your alignment, see where the, the, the knees and the feet are in line from your hip sockets. Um... And check your spine, just check that you're feeling your spine is in a natural place for you. Then I want you to try and uh, recruit your deep abdominal muscles, your deep stabilizing muscles, just at a a fairly low level. So feel that you're drawing your navel, your belly button towards your spine, just gently, just to feel an element of tension coming across the front of your uh, pelvis. Then I want you to fold your arms across your chest and I want you without um, moving your pelvis and rocking and rolling your hips from side to side, I want you to take a breath in before you move and as you breathe out, just try and lift one foot an inch off of the floor without your pelvis and, and lower back tipping over. Keep it very stable, just one foot off the floor. Then as you breathe in, start to replace that foot down on the floor. And on the out breath, then lift the other foot off of the floor. And on the in breath, replace it on the floor. And remember, you're only lifting the feet an inch off of the floor as you lift. And then you'll put it back down. 
And the whole time you're repeating that lifting and lowering, you're checking that your pelvis is staying very still and level. So imagine you have a bowl of water sitting on top of your stomach that's just balancing there and you're keeping the water very level as you're moving your feet one at a time away and back to the floor. Keep your breath flowing. So even if you get lost with your breath, just keep your breath flowing and try and relax your shoulders so you aren't tensing in the shoulders and think about how that's feeling. One of the added things to think about is imagine when you're putting your foot back on the mat or you're lifting your foot from the floor, try and imagine that you're lying on something really delicate, something that you don't want to damage as you put your foot down or lift your foot away from. So you're being very conscious about that movement and don't rush it. Take your time with it because you're trying not to spill that bowl of water that's balanced on your pelvis. If you do this movement correctly, you should feel those deep stabilising muscles kicking in for you to help stabilise your pelvis and your lower back. And that way you're starting to strengthen those muscles. I have a PS this week to this week's episode because every week that I meet someone and I start to chat with them on this podcast, I'm going to ask them to tell me one thing that nobody or not many people know about them. So I was trying to think about uh, what people do or don't know about me. And actually, because I'm a bit of a sharer, there's not many things I haven't done uh, that that or have done that people don't know about me. Um So maybe the Pilates people who might listen to this or fitness industry people don't know this about me um, is that I used to be um, part of amateur dramatic scene and I have appeared on the stage at Loughborough Town Hall many, many uh, times uh, in various roles, uh, some roles good and some roles not so good, I have to say, I have to confess. some of the shows I've been in I've loved, some of them I've hated. Um, I have done uh, plays, uh, farces, and also um, musicals. So I have quite a vast uh, CV in my amateur dramatic background. Um, However, Uh, what's one that I can highlight for you? Yes, if you've heard of the musical Gypsy, uh, then I played uh, the part of the mother. So I was mama uh, in Gypsy at Loughborough Town Hall many years ago. I've not been the only one that's done that at at Loughborough Town Hall. It's amateur theatre. Every every group going's done it. Um, But I was lucky enough to do it. And I absolutely did love that part. I loved that role. Um... Some people thought that I um, became her and uh, I let the role take over. I don't think so. Uh, However, uh, that's perhaps another podcast episode. But that was something. And I don't think many people know that about me. Um, What else? There might be something else that people don't know about me. Oh, yes. Uh, Grade 8 on the violin. And I played for Leicestershire County Orchestra as a child. Um, and I was leader of second fiddles. So there you go. Just a couple of things that are nothing to do with Pilates, but things about me that not many people know.
Uh, have a good week, folks. I'll catch up with you soon.